0: hi Josie hi
1: is this better
0: oh my gosh I can hear you loud and clear. can you hear me thank okay god. yes thank awesome. god
1: the freaking I must have had like because all week I was struggling with internet so it must have just been one of those weeks where the internet's like out to get you you know and you're like oh, um, come on so thank you for rescheduling
0: Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me. And happy belated birthday. How Let's was the birthday go. festivities? Oh my gosh, thank you so much.
1: It was so fun. I'm like such, I'm the most annoying person with my birthday because I'm that girl like Stassi from Vanderpump Rules where I'm like, it's my fucking birthday. So, you know, I had a great time. It was a good birthday. It was a, uh, you know, we we did a lot. I had a lot of cake. My stomach is not feeling great this week, but we're on the up
0: and up. By the way, how was the uh, the little mixer for St. Spritz? Did you enjoy it? Oh was that gosh. the first time you had them?
1: Yes, it was the first one I tried it. It was so delicious. Um, it was really fun. It was so fun to get to talk to JoJo. I talked to her for so long, and she was so nice about, like, talking about Bachelor stuff because I'm such a reality Perfect. TV nerd. Um, so it was really fun. We had a good time. It was cute. It was a
0: really cute event. I love that. And did um, how was it with the? um, I'm forgetting the the bourbon that they poured it with. I haven't had bourbon in like a spritz like that. How was that?
1: Okay, I had never even thought like, why would you think to like mix a spritzer with bourbon? It was so good. And I'm not a bourbon person whatsoever. It was delicious. It was so like refreshing. Like I hate to say, I like didn't really taste the bourbon in it. Like it just
0: tasted like a delicious drink. So. I enjoyed oh, it. So it was great. That sounds so good. Yeah. I can't wait to try that, especially for like my fall drink. Um, yes. And to, because I love a good spritz and I want to have them all year round. But when you get it to the fall, it's like, no, you want something that's warm and cozy and just really totally. makes you feel warm and, and, and all that good stuff. So I'm so happy, totally. though, that you, that you guys are able to sync. I chatted. I had the interview with Mallory yesterday. Um, I'm sorry, two days ago. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I met Josie. I can't believe like we're all kind of like chatting with the same group of girls. And then Nicole Modic, too, she um we had to postpone, but she just got a package of Saint Spirit and she was like, Sam, I love these. I was like, Yeah, they're delicious, right?
1: <laughs> they're so, I mean, i I told her, like, I'm a new fan. Like they're they're delicious. They're really, oh. really good. So I know that's so funny. That was just so weird that the day I talked to you, the day after is when I was going to this event and I like didn't know anything about this before. Like it's just, you know, the synergy is crazy in the air. The timing.
0: (laughs) I know. Exactly. Well, I would love to learn more about your amazing journey. Um, I know that you started Wellness by Josie. You also are the wellness editor for the Every Girl, which I'm a huge fangirl of. I've been following that for, I don't know, I want to say a decade. It's been a long time. That and Career Contessa were my go-to sources for any material Were based off what season of life I was in. So how what got you inspired to be in the wellness space? Oh my gosh,
1: yes. Love this question. So I actually grew up thinking I was going to do the Anna Wintour thing. Like I wanted to be like Lauren Conrad, as we all did when we were younger and like do Teen Vogue, become an editor. Like I wanted to go into fashion. So I went to school to study um, English. And I, it was so interesting because I, I ne- I always say I was never interested in health before. I had no interest. Like all of my friends in high school were like eating salads at the salad bar. And like, you know, it's like, it was like in that age where like just learning that diet culture is a thing and like wanting to be a part of it, you know, it was like that kind of like toxic wellness back then and I was just like fuck that I'm going to have french toast sticks with french fries and ice cream like so I was never interested in wellness my whole life um I was a dancer growing up so I definitely did have maybe a more like in touch relationship with just physical health of my body I knew that there were certain things that I couldn't eat before a long dance rehearsal you know um, but I was never like, oh, I love wellness, I'm going to get into health, I love nutrition. Like, no, I I never, it was like, that's not my thing. Then when I went to college, like I said, I was studying English, but I also started taking um, some religious studies courses for fun. I ended up double majoring in religious studies, and one of those courses was related to Ayurveda. And that was the first time I learned about Ayurveda, which for people listening who don't know, it's like the most ancient form of medicine that's still being practiced today, Um, It's really a fascinating, fascinating, fascinating practice. Um, But basically like the, the gist of it is that you have these different balances within the body and you are, you know, the recommendations are to eat, live, move, take supplements, sleep, like everything is based on these different balances within your body. And that was the first time I learned, wait, taking care of your body does not have to be, I want to lose weight. Fats, proteins, calories—all those things. Maybe health is actually about living your best life, because that's very much what Ayurveda is. It's it's related to Hinduism and that it's like taking care of your body the right way so that you can flourish spiritually. And so that was a huge aha moment for me. That was like, oh my gosh, this is the key to feeling happy. Like that is is a way different narrative of wellness than I had ever heard. So that was a big aha for me. And then ever since that, I kind of got more and more interested in it. Um, I did, you know, obviously I've gotten more into the nutrition piece and, and loved learning about using food as medicine, using plants, herbs as medicine. Um, but it really was out of this realization that in order to live our very best, happiest, fullest life, we need to treat our body a certain way to have the energy and vitality to do that. So that is is kind of how I went down. The wellness trajectory got more and more interested in it. um I was uh working in fashion at the every girl and then pivoted to to wellness when kind of this like took over my brain and life um and then I also became a holistic health coach in twenty twenty to help other women kind of achieve that um balance and like fulfillment in their life through the lens of physical health. And then we launched the Evergirl podcast about over a year ago, which has been so much fun to get to talk to so many women about their, um, honestly, like it all comes down to like living their best life. Like we do have so much wellness focus on the podcast because that's what our audience loves to listen to. But no matter who we're interviewing, I feel like it does always come back down to what are you confident about? what makes you confident, what makes you have a happy life, what makes you have a fulfilling life. And that has been like the coolest, most fulfilling thing
0: for me to get to share that with so many other women. Oh, goosebumps. Because we, I I mean, I feel the exact same way of having these conversations with amazing women such as yourself. And it definitely resonated with me when you said, you know, back then, you know, you had all these diets and these fads. And I remember even like my parents trying these, and you're kind of growing up in this different world, like the Atkins diet, you know, the Mediterranean yes. diet, those are really popular. And I was also an athlete. And I remember I was like, Oh, no, give me hot Cheetos. Like, I'm going to start my period, I need a like, my go to is a bag of hot Cheetos. But right. you know, you, you have that balance. And that's so important. So when you started to transition and, you know, discover the beauty of like this holistic approach to wellness, how do you define those pillars? Like what are the pillars mm-hmm. of wellness for you and, and within your business and actually how you approach it from an editorial standpoint too?
1: That's a great question. Um, So for me, it really boils down to living the happiest life. Like happy for me is the definition of wellness. And why it's important to seek out physical health in relationship to happiness is because when we are treating our bodies well, when we're sleeping well, when we're eating well, when our hormones are balanced, when our energy is optimal, we have the vitality, the clarity to be pursuing what we want. We have the time. I've noticed just in in myself, in my own wellness journey, I have more clarity and energy to pursue what I love and to be present for what I love to do. So it's kind of like, the tool we use to get what we want out of life. And then there's also the longevity conversation of, you know, when we're treating our bodies well, ideally the goal is so that we are showing up as our most present self now, but that we have the best chance possible having the longest life possible, not just long life in terms of, you know, the age we die, but the age that we're living, you know, how present we are during the the last years of our lives too, because that means we get more time with the people we love and more times doing the things that we love. So to me, it all very much boils down to how are you living your happiest life and what are the physical health tools to do that? And I think of that, whether it's I'm working with a client and we're discussing their health goals, it always comes back down to, okay, great. If you want to lose weight, I'm not going to, you know, poo-poo your goals, but why? Like, what Mm -hmm. is the reason that weight loss is going to make you happy? A lot of people do have a great answer for why weight loss makes them happy. And then that's great. Then let's go down that path and, and work on that. But we have to know why it matters. The same thing with wellness content on the Every Girl is every article that we post, I always look at it through the lens of how is this helping people feel happier in their life? like what what is the real purpose of this? And I think that that's helpful too when you know all these health trends come up. I mean, the wellness industry is a billion dollar industry for a reason. When all these health trends are coming up and people are always asking me like what supplements worth it? What, you know, all these different things. We're like bombarded by information that we need other things. I always come down to it's not about like the new secret thing that's going to make you look good or feel good. It's like what is actually a part of your happiest life? And I think we all get to choose that. And a huge piece of that is just what is going to give us the most energy to live our best life. And then also, um, what is going to give us like the confidence connection to our body and also like trusting our intuition of the body. So that's another kind of going back to your question, key pillar is connection to our body. Um, and you know, I always say like, you are the expert of your own body. Like I, as a health coach, I never try to be the expert. I'm always like, I'm just helping you learn that you are the expert of your body. Same thing on the podcast. We are always talking about how do people feel that intuition with themselves, whether it's for their career, physical health, whatever it is. You are the expert of your own life. You know what you need to do to be healthy. It's just a matter of tapping into that. So my like two big pillars are... um, the intuition of you are the expert of your own body. Your body is always communicating with you and it's your job to listen to your body over experts, diets, me, anyone else. And then also that um, piece of the point of wellness is just to live a better
0: life. Mm. The intuition and listening to your body, I think is something that can, that gets smothered every day because of social media and all the access to media that we have. Now, Thinking about, you know, as humans, we naturally change and go through different seasons of of our lives. How do you take that moment to recognize that the wellness practices that were good for you before may not be good for you at a different point in time? That's such a good
1: question, because I think that we all deal with this at some point where like, I think you're saying this a lot now with like, there was a huge plant-based vegan boom in the industry. And that was like the thing to do. And now there's all these people coming out saying, I am now eating meat, but I like my, I'm getting so much hate from my followers because they're like, well, what the hell? I've been following this plant-based diet because you told me to. And so we're not viewing wellness as something that can shift, which is wild because that is the definition of health is just, it's a never ending journey. Like Like with health, there's no destination. Like health is a verb. It's something that you would consistently practice every day of your life. It's not a destination that you reach. And that also means changing, cycling, going through different periods where health means something different every single day. Um, so how how do I adapt to that? I think I've I've really had to learn for myself because I also have definitely put that pressure on myself in the past before where I'm like, Oh, what I realize is healthy is taking the supplement. So that means I have to take the supplement every single day or, you know, eat, having this juice every single morning, like that's healthy. So I'm going to do it every single day. And I think we get into this perfectionist mode with yes. wellness. Um, I definitely have fallen subject to that in the past. And it's really been a huge learning curve for me probably over the last three years where I've realized doing the same thing every day is actually not health because then we stop being mindful about why we're doing what we're doing. You know, we're just doing things to do it. We're just like in the the mindless pursuit of life that we are never stopping to say what does our body actually want. So, my big thing for myself and with clients with audience members is I always hope that people consistently check in, like every day. Be like, body, what do you need today? Because sometimes your body's going to be like, I would love a green juice. I would love to go for a run. I would love some sunlight, energy, whatever it is. There's other times your body's going to be like, I need a big fucking pizza. I need a big pizza. I need to sit on the couch and watch TV. And that's wellness. You know, like that's true wellness is knowing that there's both. There's room for all of it. Your body needs different things every day. So um I I hope that answers your question. But that's my big thing is like consistently checking in and asking your body because your body will always tell you what it needs if you are really listening.
0: No, it, you absolutely answered it. And I think another important thing that you hit on was this. Um, this almost—I know that everyone, a lot of influencers, talk about a routine. Like this is my this is my morning routine. This is my nighttime routine. And what you tend to do is. Be, this mindlessness starts to happen. And you're just doing it out of repetition. And I, it didn't hit me until I had a conversation with my sister, who's a personal trainer. And she said, Sam, when was the last time that you actually thought about activating the muscles in your body when you're working out? And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, because you just like, you have that mentality of, I just want to get this fucking done and be over with it. But when Mm -hmm. you change your mindset and you're like, okay, I'm activating my glutes, I'm doing this, I'm feeling my body move and stretch. It changes the dynamic of everything. And back to your point, like it's recognizing, um, and really listening to your body and that intuition. So when it comes to self-care for you. I am curious. I did have a great conversation with Taylor Morrison. She wrote um, an awesome book on self-care. She, I would love to hear your definition of self-care and how you approach mm. self-care. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. I, I mean, I love the topic of self-care because it is something that, you know, when we think of it, we're like, oh, bubble baths, face masks. Like it's it's almost like a to-do list of things <laughs> to purchase, do, yeah. like it's, which is the ant antithesis of what self care actually is which is just caring for self like it, it's so wild that it you know it's become this commodified huge industry when in reality like it's not you can't purchase it you can't check things off the list it is simply a mindset so caring for self is like i use self like capital s where it's like that your truest part of you you know it's not just self care caring for yourself it's caring for your self And what that self is, is like that deepest layer of you, who that person really is. For me, some days that self is like my seven-year-old Josie being like, hello, I need some attention. That's self that day. So self-care looks like caring for her. Other days, self-care feels more like my future Josie being like, you know, 20-year-old Josie, get your shit together, like – I need you to figure some things out so that I can have my best life. So it's working on caring for future Josie. Other times it is just my present state, feeling like I need a rest. I need to go watch a Bravo show. I need a chill. Maybe it is I need some vegetables, you know? So it really is that capital S self, which is the deepest, true lay- layer of you, caring for that. And that to me is more of a mindset, like I said, than it is a to do list, than it is things to purchase. It is the mindset and how you treat that self. I think the most radical, important self care practice is self love, which I I like hate saying self love because it's become such a fluffy, like commodified, like recite affirmations in the mirror and journal. And which, again, I love those things. Those things are great not to shit on those things. But when I say self love to me, I think that means the complete connection to self where you never do anything to sacrifice that self. And I think that every day we often do a lot of things that sacrifices that self. We're doing, you know, saying yes to things we don't want to do. We are putting other people's feelings ahead of our own. We are spending so much time spiraling, worrying about how someone else thinks about us. Like all of those things are sacrificing self. So for me, self-care is less about Uh, you know, certain routine things to do. And it's more about a mindset where there is nothing on earth that I would put ahead of self. That to me is self-care.
0: Love that. Do you have um, into your personal like way that you check in with big capital L self-care? What are some tips? Like if you Mm -hmm. do get go down that road of like, you know, am I just saying yes here because of so and so? Like what are what are some th- questions that you might ask yourself or or tricks that you use?
1: That's a, a good question. I love that you're like, okay, great, big picture idea, Josie, but like, that's what like. <laughs> I always say on, on the Evergirl podcast, I'm like, give me tangibles, like the tangible <laughs> my big word. Um, so that's a great question. I so here's okay, I'll give you some of my like quote self-care. Okay. Thoughts. I mean, I you know I just shat on journaling. I really do love to journal. I I find it helpful to to like I had said earlier, like check in with my younger self, journal to that person. Check in with my older self, journal to that person. Um, so I love those practices because I it does kind of keep me on track of like what is actually important to me in life instead of getting caught up in the, you know, I don't, like what I'm supposed to be doing or what I should do. Um, my I I like say this jokingly, but I'm like actually dead ass serious. <laughs> My favorite self-care practice is on Friday afternoons, I catch up on my Bravo shows like that. And that to me is like my best self-care practice because I like look forward to that all day. I'm like, like there will be no plan, no social activity, nothing that will get in my way of doing that because it is like my time. Like it, that just, as an, as a introvert who is acts extroverted all day long, like that to me is like bliss. So That's – and I like to use that example because, you know, obviously in a year from now, I'll be like, I'm over Bravo shows. I'm over watching TV. Like, I need something else. So, like, that could easily change. But for right now, that feels really fucking good to me. And I think it's important to check in on, like, what actually feels good to you. Like, I think sometimes a lot of us will watch – like, watch TV mindlessly during evenings. And, like, it doesn't actually feel good, but we're just doing it to almost, like, numb out or because we're too exhausted or – We are thinking that taking care of ourselves needs to be, you know, working out, going for a walk, meditating, like it has to be the wellness thing. So I always like to use the example of like, for me, Bravo shows on Friday afternoons is my critical self-care. And then other than that, I, I really don't like to get into too much of a routine, kind of like what you were saying, like your sister shared with you on like when's the last time that you checked in what, like whether, like how you're actually moving your muscles and like thinking about it. I, I obviously like love, I think routines are amazing. I'm not saying everyone should like go out and completely forget their routines. Like great. Like it's great to like build the habit and, and um, you know, get to kind of like uh, shift your mindset so that you are used to things that are good for you. Like, I think that habits can be useful for those things, but you know, I used to be so obsessed with routines for so long and I kind of did have this moment where I'm like, If I'm going through this quote morning routine that I set for myself that I think is the ideal morning routine, it is no longer good for me because I'm not sitting there thinking, what do I need today? I'm going through a checklist and that stops being wellness. That stops being good for you. So, what I do instead of a routine is every single day about every category I check in with myself. So, just like workouts is an easy one, for example. I, for a long time, like, you know, I've done the, a bunch of different workouts. I just kind of landed on class pass is the way to go because I like every single day be like, do I want yoga? Do I want a really intense, uh, you know, hit class? Like I just like the ability to check in every single day and be like, what do I need? Rather than like, I'm going to get into a gym membership and get on that habit. Again, that's a great thing that works for some people. But for me, in every area of my well-being, I really do like to ask myself, like, what do I want today? What do I want right now? What's going to feel good for me? And that has been probably like the biggest game changer in my health is allowing myself to check in rather than going through the motions.
0: Yeah, doing that check-in is, is so important, especially as we get I mean, depending on what where you're at in life. Like, I remember pre- prepping for like in my pregnancy. I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do now? Like, I, my body is one way one like this day, and it's another another day. Like, you know, it's a crapshoot. Really. Oh. oh my god, I can not even imagine <laughs> pregnancy's got to be like a mind fuck when you're
1: like so used to. Like the routine you have, and then it's gotta like throw a huge wrench wrench in your system.
0: Oh my gosh, it totally is. And you learn yourself, like we can go down a huge rabbit hole with this, but you you have to give yourself grace to the process because you've known your body for so long, and it's one way. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to, you know, do a simple squat or workout, it's like, wait one second, I'm gonna have to like make a little bit of change, or I can't do this. And what I realized was. You should not say I can't do, but these are the things I can do, and kind Mm. of switch that mindset and that narrative because or else it gets really, it could be really frustrating at times. And that's one thing that I've learned from so many amazing mothers going through the process was, you know, you got to shift that mindset. Like you have to change the narrative so that way you feel more empowered and like this is think about you're not only. Growing a human, yeah, like you're trying to do an average workout, and you're growing a whole human being at the same time inside of your body, like that's a miracle.
1: <laughs> that's a freaking miracle. I mean, yeah, but like, but I get like you—you you are really having to relearn your body. Like, it—it's got to be such a mind fuck. And I've also like clients I've had that are pregnant, and we've worked on this—is—is is them feeling like there's this toxic productivity that we all kind of have in the back of our head. That's like. We, if we're not working out, if we're just laying on the couch all day, that's not good for us. But it like, because we're equating like effort, work, physical activity to productivity, but I'm like, even you sitting on the couch, your body's still growing a human. Like that is productive as hell. So it's like shifting the way we even view our relationship to health, our, our the way our body is existing in space, what's good for our body versus not like. You're having to shift so much, which I actually think is like, I've never been pregnant, but I, I can only imagine it's going to be like very challenging. But I also think it's probably really helpful for all of us to have this relationship to our body that is not dependent on external factors. You know, that's not being affirmed because we check a workout off the list. Like It's having to rethink what is actually my connection and love for my body That's that we you probably don't have to question until you get to that
0: point. Oh, exactly. And you, and on top of that, it doesn't help that, you know, you have social media and you have all these mothers that are lifting and doing all these incredible things. It's like, Oh, you feel like you're behind and you're trying to keep up, but everyone's body is so different during pregnancy. And once again, it goes back to, you need to give yourself grace and um I think that's the most important thing that I had learned during the pregnancy was, you know, you have to give yourself grace and take it one step at a time and just enjoy, truly enjoy the journey um mm. that you have. But I would love to I definitely would love to switch and talk about balance because I know that you have so many between being an editor, owning your business, being a podcast host. You're you're you have so many different plates at one time. How do you balance all those all those different things in your life
1: <laughs> Great question. Um, uh, okay I'm I'm thinking about it because I do feel like I've I've had to figure out a lot. I mean I'll okay I have I have two two thoughts on this that has really helped me um, but they're gonna it, they're gonna be different than the typical like here's all my productivity hacks like I'm not good with productivity hacks. I don't have a lot. but what I have had to do, Um, is really adjust the way that I'm understanding and spending my energy in order to feel inspired and creative and present enough to get the work accomplished in the amount of time that I have. Um, So I've actually like stopped viewing, like, this is going to sound very like trippy and woo-woo and I don't mean it to be, but I've really stopped viewing, like prioritizing time, like seeing time as important. And I've started shifting to viewing energy as being what's more important. So realizing that I can get more done in the exact same amount of time because I'm more present, I'm more energized, I'm more in tune, I'm more creative. Like we all know that that feeling where we're like so in the flow, where we're just like cranking things out, like I, especially like with writing, this is such an obvious one because it's like, I could be writing so quickly, like the best thing of my life in five minutes, or it could, I could take. Three hours to like painfully type out this thing that I have to keep deleting because it sucks. You know, like we all have those experiences where we felt the flow coming through us and it's simple and easy and we're, you know, just like right there feeling it. And then the times where we're just like struggling to get out anything. Um, and I, so I've stopped looking at it like, how much time do I have? And instead, it's like, how much energy do I have? And I had to, I had to really shift this a lot when I, started health coaching on the side of my job because I I was getting so burnt out. Like I I really did reach a point that I was exhausted. I was really unhappy. I felt stressed all the time. I felt my raised cortisol at all moments in time. I felt like I was always treading water and was like never able to like catch my breath, kind of like that feeling. So like I've been there where it felt like such bad burnout and I did have to take a step back and I kind of like took less clients on because I didn't want it to affect you know, my, uh, my work at the every girl. And then when the podcast started to come about, I was like, okay, I care about this so much. I want the energy to show up every interview as my best self. I want to be able to accomplish all of the things for the podcast, all of the things for the wellness site. And I also still like, want to keep saying the clients I've been saying for years, you know, that I like love and connect with and So I was like, okay, I need, I want to be able to do all these, like all these things are pieces of my best life, what I want. So I need to maximize my energy rather than my time. So in order to do that, I actually worked less, which people will never believe me, but I really did. I worked less. I actually stopped. I used to work every single day of the week. I gave myself Saturday off. So Sunday's kind of like Sunday was supposed to be off, but like sometimes I'll do something Sunday, whatever. But I at least have one day where I'm like, there's not one one piece of work. Um, I gave myself that afternoon on Friday. Like I talked about that like Bravo show. Like I gave that to myself. I gave myself evenings. I prioritized working out more. So I was actually p- spending less time on physical work and more time on myself. Um, and what I found in doing that is that I had so much more clarity and energy and I took less time to brainstorm. I took less time to prepare for things. I took less time to write. Like all the things that I was doing just started taking less time because I was so – I woke up every morning feeling so clear because I was not burnt out, because I was not dragging. I really prioritized my well-being and it gave me so much energy to do all of the things I wanted to do in less time, which is, I'm like, why are people not talking about this more? That it's not about time. It's not about like productivity hacks to like hack your time. And it's about optimizing your energy. And I, when I say energy, I don't just mean like, oh, we're like not tired. I mean, energy as in like where your flow is going, where your, your vitality is, you, you know, how connected you are. Um, I, another big one is like, I've done a lot of like visualization. So I, I think about like interviews are the perfect example. I'll think about myself showing up to an interview, energized and present and happy and interested and like all those things. So then it helps me have that energy and like show up that way. Um, and then the other kind of piece of it that I'll say that I just like my health coach has to bring this one in is cycle syncing for me has been really huge for my work, productivity, all those things. Um, I don't do this perfectly. People always are like, wait, I'm so confused how someone cycle syncs their work. It's really, it's hard when there are so many other pieces. Like I'm interviewing people, like I can't always interview in my ovulatory phase, you know, like, so I, I don't do this perfectly, but it has been helpful for me to realize. For example, like when I'm in my menstrual phase, what I would do before was like, oh, like, I'm not energized. I can't work. Like what's wrong with me? And, but like trying to push through now, I don't do that. Now I'm like, I'm going to reflect. I'm going to look at data. I'm going to like go back and like review my month so that I can think about how to do it better next month, because that's what the body's primed to do. The body's not primed to do all like the really hardest task or to tackle some huge project. So I, as much as I can, I build my schedule, my work schedule around um, my cycle, just in terms of like knowing what my body is ready for. Another example of this is for my luteal phase, that week before my period, I schedule a lot of kind of more of like the um, like more administrative tasks, like things that I just have to get done because the brain is more detail oriented. Then, so like those things are coming easier to me. So while if I were to do that in the menstrual phase, in the follicular phase, it would take longer for me because I'd be like you know you kind of like your brain kind of zones in and out whereas like that is my brain is primed for that at that time so that's another way that I've been able to use more energy and do more in less time because I'm optimizing based on where my body is and that's also been a game changer for me so i know it's a lot but like that's my big thing is it's not about time it's about the energy you're bringing into that time
0: i am so happy that you talked about that because let me tell you but even before We, I was prep. I was prepping for the interview with you. I was like, oh my god, I feel like I just am juggling so much. And like Mm -hmm. you, with the podcast, and I'm also starting a new venture and work. I'm a writer as well. I was just like, when the fuck am I going to be able to do anything? And I got that same feeling of flailing in the water of like, okay, what, what, what do I need? What do I need to tackle first? And I never thought about. Um, thinking about my energy, I thought about it being my time. And like, okay, well then, do I just need to work longer? Do I need to work harder? And I'm just so happy that you said that because it's really hitting me on um, how I can – I need to take a step back and, and figure out how can I work on everything appropriately. And I'm sure it's going to resonate with a lot of other women that are listening. If you don't have an article on that, on the Every Girl, I mean, I feel like that would be an awesome <laughs> one. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that's a good idea. We should go one up. We have talked about it actually, like I just interviewed Liz Tran for the podcast and she kind of said something similar to this actually now that I think about it, that it it was um like 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 she works with a lot of top CEOs, top executives, and that their typical, like how they think is the best way to work is they'll, you know, late nights, they're having ramen dinners because they're at the office late. Like that's the cliche. And her big thing is explaining, that's actually making you worse. Like, it's not a coincidence that after you get back from a vacation is when you have the biggest aha moments where you have the best ideas. It's because you are, and that's, I, it's funny now, I'm just like putting that together though. That's like basically exactly what I've realized too is, is, you know, it's like the managing your energy rather than putting in more time. That's how you not only get, you know, a better life, you get more balance, but also more importantly, I feel like you have those like genius moments where you actually feel like you're tapping into your best self rather than like how you were feeling where it's like I'm flailing like and how I felt so many times in my life where you cannot catch your breath. You feel like you're, you know, you're just doing the bare minimum, but you still somehow are always stressed out and there's always more to do. I think that that's kind of like the, the secret to life, if you will, is kind of, you know, viewing it more in the lens of.
0: I need to manage my energy, not my time. Uh, I I cannot wait to put this into action. That and the cycle syncing because I did chat. um, I did do an episode on cycle syncing, and I was blown away. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's why. That's crazy, you know. I don't want to do a workout and lift heavy when I'm going into my menstrual phase. And it's probably not good for my body either while I'm doing it. Um, right. It is just so game changing. But I never thought about relating cycle syncing to work and what would be the most productive in that sense based off the cycle i'm in how do you do your cycle syncing do you use an app or anything yeah
1: so i use my flow um i use that app to track and then i also use like the natural cycles i have it hooked up to my aura ring and i've also done the you know taking my temperature so that's how i'm like just to make it as um accurate as possible But I like the MyFlow app. And they also give you a little recommendation. So if anyone's totally new to cycle syncing or has no idea what we're talking about, um, MyFlow is a really good starting point because every single day they'll give you, like, just a little information on, like, this is where you are. Eat some of these vegetables. Do this type of workout. And I think they do – I think they give you some kind of, like, work tip that's either, you know, like, take it easy today or, like, book some networking meetings. I think they give you little tips – like that too. So my flow app—it's a really good place to start. It's Elisa VT, who she's—you know—where I learned everything about cycle syncing from. We have her on the podcast, and it's still one of our—you know—most downloaded episodes because I think it was so mind blowing for people to like. It—it it really is like, have we lived this long without this information? Like it—it it, it is like the cheat code for life. Um, so yeah, so start with, with my flow. That's how I like to
0: track it. Let's go into a fun lightning round to okay. kind of, um, round things out. Uh, we're now we're talking about, I'm thinking about the menstrual cycle. I always relate to the menstrual phase as like, you're going into fall, like thinking about it from like a seasonal standpoint. So what is your mindset going into fall? Mm, going into fall. Um, that's a great
1: question. I, I'm going to say nothing is off limits is my my feeling for fall. Um, yeah, I think thinking of it like feeling like it's okay to be less structured, I guess, and like enjoying every day. I think I'm in that mindset, like we just had friends here for a whole week, which was so great. But like, I did kind of go into the mindset of I'm feeling behind on work, I haven't worked out, I've been eating like shit, you know, like you kind of, I've like noticed myself going into those old thought patterns that I had. So I'm like in that place where I'm like, no, it's like, that's part of life. Like, that's the important part. It's not, um, you know, like, I just have to kind of like get through this in order to get back to life. It's like, that's what life is. That's life. That's actually the best part of life is when there's so much going on, when your plate is full, not overwhelmed but full like you're abundant you're there's so much going on so that's why i think my my vibe going into fall is like nothing is off limits um enjoy every piece of it you know don't oh, be too much in the schedule i love that
0: now let's i know part of wellness um there a lot of people don't think about sexual health uh, mm-hmm. sexual as part of wellness and it's so important and that's a topic that I've been bringing in more into the podcast. We had Dr. Shannon Chavez to come on and talk about sex because I still feel like it's kind of taboo to talk about it on some platforms. And yeah. I really want to squash that, um, on this podcast. So if you could look back, I, you know, when, uh, your younger self, what advice would you give yourself when it came to intimate relationships and sex?
1: Okay, I love that. And I love that you're doing this work to squash all the stigma and shame. because um, it, it's a lot of work that I've been doing too. I've talked about it on my podcast. Like I've been going to sex therapy. Um, I've been reading like books that are blowing my mind. Um, so I I personally am doing a lot of work as well. So I love that you're, you know, that's part of your mission. Um, so what I mean, I would give so much advice. I I think if I could give one piece of advice to my younger self, it would probably be that sex is not an act. Like I, I think, especially as a teenager, you think of it being like, okay. And especially like the whole conversation about virginity, which is another like fucked up thing. We oh could, my God. You know, I'm sure oh, yes. But I think, especially as a teenager, or like a young adult, there's all this pressure about the actual act of penetration, which is like now so crazy to think about, but it was like, oh my God, she lost her virginity or like they had sex. Like, you know, like it was just all this pressure about it. And so I wish that going into my exploring my own sexuality, I had known that sex is not an act. It is not the insertion. All these words I hate, but like, it is not about the act. It is about the feeling of pleasure. So that could be in any way, shape or form. It is, you know, sex is the little things like, when you're holding someone's hand that makes you feel good to trying something that feels really good to you with your partner when you're, like, actually, um, like, trying to orgasm. You know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. it's such a wide range of things, and it's more about just feeling pleasure more than it is about an act.
0: Oh, I love that. It is – It oh, my gosh. I am so happy that you said that. That's just perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um. What books are you reading this fall?
1: Oh, I, I love books. So I am always reading, obviously, self-help book. No surprise. I am not, um, you know, that original as a wellness editor who loves self-help books. But I, uh, my boyfriend actually gave me for my birthday, Ed Milet, um, who I love. I think he's so inspiring. So his book, uh, I think it's called The Power of One More. Um, so I'm excited to read that one. Um, Joe Dispenza, I'm a huge fan of Joe Dispenza. So I've been meaning to get to The Habit of, the habit of Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, I want to say. Is the, it's something about habits with, with Dr. Joe Dispenza because I love his other work. So those two are on my list that I'm excited to read next. So I always have the self-help books going, but then I also am like a big fan of celebrity memoirs. So, and I know I've talked about Bravo so much in this conversation already, but I'm very excited to read Andy Cohen's, um, Andy Cohen's daddy diaries book. Um, I've heard is very juicy. So that one, I also want to read Jane Fonda's memoir.
0: Um, so yeah, those are my two niche categories. Oh, I love that. I, I just had, um, Mallory was mentioning a bunch of memoirs too. And I was like, I have to get on this train of reading all these memoirs. They sound so good. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. Like, I'm obsessed. I, like, will read – I'll read the trashiest D-list reality TV star or, like, some really cool – like, I just read, like, Marilyn Monroe's not an auto – or not a memoir but an auto – no, a biography. Like, I, like, love just, like, the celebrity insight. I think it's so fascinating.
0: Oh, I'm definitely going to get on that. Um, what is your go-to ritual if you are feeling off track?
1: Mm, uh I mean, you know, my obvious answer is like to just like literally check in of what do I need, but but typically when I feel like in that slump or I'm feeling off track, um, getting outside for me is always like I view it like it's taking a supplement, like it's, you're going to feel an immediate sense of release, you're going to feel immediately better so I like to get outside. I like to go for like a manifestation walk, I call it, where I listen to – I'll either like listen to Superhuman app um, and do a walking meditation or um, I'll do a Dr. Joe Dispenza walking meditation and that always does the trick. I always feel
0: so great after. Oh, I love that. Manifestation walks. I'm going to try that today.
1: Try it. It's the new Hawk Roll Walk. I'm <laughs> rebranding it.
0: I love it. Um what is your favorite sex toy or position? Mm. Mm. I've been talking a lot with my girlfriends about sex toys. A lot of them have not used them. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I need to have some type of – I need to bring like a sex toy expert in.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You should. You should bring a sex toy expert in. That's a really good idea because I'm like, I don't have anything like <laughs> like exciting to share, which I'm like, that sucks. Like I need to spice it up. I mean, something that I – so this isn't, like, a toy, but something I've been uh, liking lately is – this probably sounds, like, so elementary for people, but, um, like, I remember – like, remember when you were a teenager and, like, you you were, like, in the car and there would be, like, music playing and it was, like, part of – and you would be, like, making out in the car and, like, I don't know, like, music was something that I just kind of, like, forgot about. Like, I haven't brought music into my – sex life since I was a teenager so I lately like I made this playlist and it's not because my boyfriend like couldn't I don't think he could have sex with like I like I like like a like Marvin
0: Gray Marvin Gaye in the background
1: he'd be like I have to turn this off so I don't even mean like four actual in the bedroom but I mean like, it just, like, I like to listen to it, like, when I'm in the shower or when I'm, like, dry brushing. Like, it just kind of makes me, like, it gets me in the mood, you know, yeah. like, you're feeling vibey So making a playlist of songs that just, like, make you feel sensual and, like, tap into that part of you, I think is, like, just, like, a fun way to, to bring more pleasure into your everyday life rather than just specifically for, you know, the bedroom.
0: I love that. I'm going to make a playlist, like a sexy, a sexy playlist. playlist. And that was one important thing that I've learned recently in talking to all these different sex experts is that we have to have the conversation of sex with our girlfriends and with our partners outside the fucking bedroom. Don't keep it in the bedroom anymore. Like take it outside, have fun with it, spice things up. And it shouldn't be like, Oh, I have to get this done. It should be something that's fun. And I think we got to change that narrative. Right. It's like anything
1: else with our wellness routine. It's like, you know, if we're going to talk about going to yoga and our, our, what we're doing at the gym, it's because it's just as good for us. You know, it's just as much a key piece of our, our wellness. So I totally agree. We got to talk about it. We got to kind of get rid of the taboo
0: and the shame. So I love that you're doing that. Um, I think this is one of my favorite questions that I get to ask every guest If you could whisper advice to your past self, what would you say and why? Mm, That is a really good question. Oh, my God. I'm not good at these rapid fire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're doing well. Um, I I mean, if I could give anyone advice, if I could give my younger self advice, like this is, I think, my – I don't know what it's called. Like this is my thesis statement of my life is – The only purpose of everything you do, the only purpose of a wellness routine, the only purpose of friendships, the only purpose of a career is just to enjoy your life more. That's the entire purpose. So going back to that consistently, I think, is the secret to, quote, like living life the way you should or the way that it's meant to. Like we are just here to enjoy it. So making sure that everything we're doing is helping us enjoy life more. And I don't mean – like I know a lot of people probably think like, well, if I'm thinking about like what foods to eat, I'm going to enjoy a brownie more than a salad. Like I I get that. A lot of times then eat the brownie like 100%. But I think it's also about – it's not about like the immediate satisfaction. I don't mean like when I say life is is supposed to be enjoyed. I don't mean we're not supposed to feel immediate satisfaction in life. I mean that we're supposed to be our happiest, truest selves. And so sometimes – Feeling your happiest definitely will include a brownie, but sometimes you'll know I'll feel sluggish or low energy or not have energy to perform the tasks that I want to do in my work. So salad is actually the more enjoyable option, you know, like it's kind of seeing your life as the whole. Um, so just to give that little uh, explanation, because I think when I say things like that, a lot of people do have the reaction of like, well, then I would sit on the couch all day and I you know, would eat mac and cheese. Um, which again, do that. Your body needs that a lot of days. But um, but it's more about like knowing that everything that we're supposed to do in life is meant to be enjoyed. And that's the purpose. There, it, There's nothing deeper than that. It's just life. It's meant to be enjoyed. That's what I always say.
0: That is a perfect way to wrap this conversation in a beautiful bow. Um, Josie, where can everyone follow you on social media and learn about your services as well?
1: Yes. Thank you, Sam. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me Um, So the Every Girl podcast, we have a new episode every Tuesday. Come find us. We're relatively new. We just launched a year ago. So a lot of people keep saying they haven't heard we have a podcast. So come on over and listen, obviously, after you listen to yours truly. (laughs) Um, And then you can find me at Josie.Santi on Instagram. Um, I do have a cycle syncing um, kind of like protocol ebook that you can purchase if you're interested. Um, It's like my entire protocol that helped me heal my hormones in there. And then that's about it. Wellnessbyjosie.com is also where I have a bunch of blog posts, services, things like that. But the Evergirl podcast
0: really is like where you can mainly find me because I'm there every day or every Tuesday. I love it. I'm going to link that in the show notes. Um, the podcast is phenomenal. It has been a true delight to chat with you. I feel like we're vibing and we need to get together soon. We're both in California. Oh, this needs to happen and we need a spritz. I think we need a spritz I know. Too.
1: And then we'll drink some spritz. I know.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love Thank it.
1: Thank you for having me. It was so
0: fun. Thank you. Um, if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. And click that bell icon on Spotify so you can stay updated whenever we, a new episode drops. I'm Samantha Dersarkissian, and thank you so much for listening to yours truly.